0: Hey Adam, right there.
1: How about now? Does that sound a oh, smoother?
0: Sounds a ton better, man.
1: I was playing around with settings, dude. I had the I don't I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should be a little better. So yeah, man,
0: it's all good, man. <laughs>
1: Third time's a charm.
0: I, I live on the. C- to, you know what? I'll just do <laughs> yeah. it this
1: way because I was trying to hook up these beats, but anyway um where did we leave off at it was uh you may start from the
0: top or let's just start from the top man because i think it was kicking in and out as we were talking yeah yeah let's just start from the top man yeah
1: um so for everyone uh tuning in my name is adam kimmel Uh, i've been investigating the paranormal for 10 years long story short um uh, back in 2003 to 2008, I was in college uh, studying political science, counterterrorism, international security. No prior ghost stuff was ever going on. Like, I, you know, some people have stories about how they've been haunted as a child and things like that. Right. I was not one of those people. The fortunate ones, like, uh, um, out in Slip Rock, uh, Pennsylvania out there, had some weird stuff going on that actually had me kind of wondering about stuff. Mm-hmm. Eventually, where it got to the point where I took a recorder with me out to a cemetery by myself, three in the morning out there. They always call you what they call it, the witching hour or whatever. Right. And I asked three very basic questions. I don't remember what the other, the, the first two were, but the third one was, uh, if there's anything you'd like me to tell your family, what would that be? And uh, when I got back, this girl I was dating at the time, I just handed the recorder to her and I was like, hey, let use the bathroom real quick. I'll come back and listen to this. Well, she listened to it while I was in the bathroom. When I came out, she was like under the sheets crying. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Little extra here, little extra. What's, what's wrong. And she said, I thought you were out there alone. And I'm like, I was, when we played it back, uh, the last question I'd asked was if there's anything you'd like me to tell your family, what would that be? And uh, a a very graspy voice came over this, the, uh, the recording and it said help. And dude, I sat on that for, like, a good week, like, thinking about that. Right. Because I've always been, like, the nerdy type, science type. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that shouldn't be on there. Like, I used to think the TV shows were, were fake. And I get it. You know, when we look at industry stuff, I get it. Sometimes they blow stuff out of proportion. But the, right. the thing about it is, the a lot of the phenomena based on this that they do catch, that we even see on national shows and stuff, all these private teams getting it. Like, it's real. And that's what blew my mind. Like, this stuff, maybe it's real. Right. and this was back in 2010 um when i finally got that evp now in college though in 2008 um that, that's what actually okay when, when a 2010 evp happened i'm like full blown into the paranormal now like i'm, I'm right. gonna go and pursue this in college though i wanted to study it i had stuff happen at the house some weird stuff i was filming dropped out of college from that and i'm like so for two years taught myself filmmaking just because i'm like dude know no one knows what they want to do in life right no one ever knows and i didn't want to go to dc for politics (laughs) right so it's not a bad uh career choice for any children listening your parents will hate me if i say drop out of college and ghost hunts uh but uh eventually this this uh it turned into you know eventually buying the madison seminary out in madison ohio Okay. And also, eventually in 2020, buying the Fairfield County infirmary out in Lancaster, Ohio.
2: Okay.
1: And you know, it's been a it's been a great adventure. Right. Um. And then you know you got the filming. I do uh, my own show called Resident Undead. It's been going on for about 10 years. Okay. Um. I know that when you look at the dates, it says 2013. I assure you, to 2010, I was doing, I uh, I definitely <laughs> took down three years worth of videos. I was, right. I was so embarrassed myself. I was so nervous. Yeah. But, we... but yeah, that's, that's, that's a little highlight.
0: And also, you're the co-owner of Indiana State Sanatorium, correct?
1: A business I, I do. I have a partnership out there.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh gotcha. So when did when did you get into Which that? We opened
1: well we were uh we were doing some location scouting um for uh uh for one of the TV shows Destination Fear.
2: Oh uh, we got okay. we
1: were sent out there to like kind of talk to um to talk to the other just make first contact, right? Right. So When I got out there, we met Greg Greg Larson and awesome guy. Awesome, dude. I love him. And, uh, you know, at first he wasn't sure what he wanted to do with the place. And we started talking about what was going to happen. Like, you know, the show came out and then I told him, well, I own two properties out in in Ohio and, you know, it'd be really great to save this place and use it for paranormal tourism. And that was new to him because he was big into LARPing and music. Oh, and okay. it kind of worked out because so it kind of worked out in a great way because now the buildings are being saved we have a massive amount of revenue coming in huge That's restoration cool. project is underway like i was actually i was actually just at iss too because billy creek village is right next to it that one's just been purchased
2: okay
1: um ISS is like two miles down the road. I had to go pick up some clothes. We started the project back in last February. Okay. Wow, dude, that place is coming along. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people already been there, so.
0: Right. Yeah, I was going to say because I've heard about but, it, but I've never had a chance to been there to get there yet, and I'm I'm dying to go.
1: Oh, it's oh, dude, it's worth it.
0: yeah i was going to say because a lot of people have been telling me about it and
1: it's ridiculous like i mean i don't know if it's just because we can get into deep theory like is it because but it's like yeah it's it's wild dude
0: right okay so like when you first like started madison was the first one you purchased correct Right. I had, I had the Randolph County
1: infirmary. I, um, I, that, that all fell through. I had a, uh, deal out there, the, uh, partner, the current guy that's left behind with our, our business transactions. He basically, uh, used me to convince the commissioners to okay. sell it. This was back in 2014, 2014 ish. Right. Um, and what happened was we had formed an LLC, you know, and he goes, well, we'll form this LLC, um, all this stuff, but you know, you're really good at talking to these people. And I'd studied politics, like, you know, right. one of the things is like coaching and classic how to speak, right. you know, and things like that. So, uh, you know, in the very beginning, uh, all the newspaper articles show it, uh, I had convinced the Randolph County commissioners to sell this this icon this beautiful icon. Right. Well, Anyway, the LLC was made and when the bid came down because now that it was up for bid from the county anyone could bid.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So we had to put a bid in and it was supposed to be under the LLC Dan was in this. It's still an active LLC so okay. um but anyway, the bid goes in and puts his own name down, right? Right. So his own name is down in the bid, not the LLC that I'm a part of, because he was going to use the vast army of people I had in the paranormal. He knew nothing about the paranormal. And to this day, he really doesn't care about the paranormal. It's more about, like, he's in it for the money, the wrong, the wrong reasons. Right. But, uh, well, anyway, since the deed went, in, it went by of being used to save it. Now, I love that building. I really did. But then when I was telling him, like, you know, things weren't getting paid. People were getting used. You know, we had maintenance things uh, that were getting taken care of. Right. Uh, I eventually just walked away. And I'm like, you know what? If it's about the money for you, then, then you can have it. You can have it. Uh, right. And that's actually what set my eyes on Madison Seminary. Because I'm, oh, sometimes you can't, ca- you got to captain the ship by yourself. There's a lot of greed out there. Yeah. Um, and I can get to a ton of arguments. I just had, uh, if you watch the Ghost Hunters episodes, you got Mustafa, out here, uh, saying that it's all about the money out there, at Madison. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it, you know, that's you can you can interview a lot of property owners and say that if you saw the amount of money that it takes to save right. the location, keep it running. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can validate Madison when you go there. We keep putting stuff in there, new furniture, uh, right. renovating. I got a new roof. I'm putting up on Fairfield. Uh, it, trust me, it's not a game where you become a millionaire. Right. uh as they like to think so but to some people there are some bad owners out there mm-hmm. uh as i referenced and you know people that just take money right and to the left so i have the ceiling uh that's never been fixed in like i don't know how long i've left i left back in 2016 i think okay uh that's still there it's just it's a wreck you know there's like but anyway i saved that one for, long story short um then that's what got me into the mission. I kind of understood how to run it because you know, when you investigate, you get an idea of like, you know, I, I think investigators understand more on how to save a historical property through the paranormal. Yeah. And anyway, then it led to Fairfield. Fairfield fell on my lap because I tried to buy it in 2018 and I lost to Habitat for Humanity. Oh, okay. Now, Habitat for Humanity would end up failing after two years not fulfilling their goals, tanking, and uh, the land bank that I had gone to, all that, it was about to revert to that. And they were like, you know, you have to give it to someone that's gonna save it historically. Well, you got this guy, Adam Kimmel, who's literally been asking us for like, now since 2018, constantly, you know, I would have loved to buy this. They ended up having to approach me and then selling it to me with one stipulation, one stipulation, you can't dig because the bodies are everywhere.
2: Oh, okay.
0: No, I did not hear that one. Wow, interesting. Yeah.
1: So, have you had a chance to get out to Fairfield?
0: Not yet. This past year, I have been really yeah, busy. It's, I mean, it's, it's wild. It, it, I, I get it. Ho- I get yeah, it. I mean, I've, I've been hoping to get out there really here soon. I really, since the weather's better, the pandemic kind of went. Oh god kind of went away yeah and now everybody's back to back to normal let's just say you know back
1: to the boom season it's it's interesting right. Fairfield's haunting is interesting you know you have over 1500 some unmarked graves in the backyard and, and this is what the building department all of them were saying like wow. the, the big wigs that knew what was going on yeah uh That's why a realtor wanted to grab it before me, and they had to tell the realtor no, because, like, when they did the ground-penetrating radar, there's just dots everywhere in the back. I think even around the front side of the building, even near the White House as well that's on the property. So they were telling them, you have to excavate all those bodies, properly move them. It was a mess for them that they wanted to break ground, so... You know but to me I didn't want to do any of that I want to I want to keep it historically the way it is right. so it worked out perfect you
0: said there's 1500
1: but
2: yeah wow yeah.
0: no
1: yeah. from uh,
0: what's up was it kind of, is the, are the bodies from like like a like a town cemetery or, I mean, is it just, I mean, what, what is it all from?
1: Well, at the turn of the century, um, that like, uh, turn of the century, um, beginning, you know, it was ran as an infirmary, a poor farm, oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, oh, okay, kind of set up you know, people that are just transients.
0: Yeah. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah. You didn't have anywhere. If you didn't have anywhere to stay, or you not have any family, and you died.
2: Oh, okay. I'm with you.
1: And on top of that, you have a stream that actually runs through the building. Um, It comes from the mountain up behind it, down through a ravine, goes underneath the side road to get up there, and then through the morgue, somehow goes through the middle of the building, but underground, and then uh, seems to dissipate somewhere by the college across the street. So from a paranormal aspect, you have an active energy source just constantly running through the building, you know, because, you know, water is an energy source like that. So... It's that's also another
0: interesting piece okay now ever since you've been there it's like what kind of claims what kind of paranormal claims has been a part of everything i mean like there's like certain like a certain pattern or something everybody witnesses or do they think that you know
1: Not really a pattern, um, you know. Look, your parents have been seeing like at least smaller figures. And when people say children, I think it's because the, the the black shadow they see is smaller. We have had people say they've actually physically seen what looks like a translucent child. Um, a lot of shadow play upstairs in the dungeon. There's a dungeon on the fourth floor. Uh, that's okay. where they used to chain people up at the turn of the century that violated the list of rules, which you know that that list goes on there were rules you couldn't violate they separated the sexes but they also had a lot of the mentally ill patients up there at one time it was an orphanage um mixed layers of things but there's a lot of shadow play up there and i've i've seen that a lot with my own eyes you know up there um even sometimes with groups or sometimes when i'm just working on the building if i shut the lights off and i'm just screwing around for a little bit it's very eerie and i think my theory for that is like you know I think in death, ghosts, uh, they retain their human emotion, their, mm-hmm. their um, uh, how do I put this together? Like, they retain their human emotion, their aspects, their, um, like, if a ghost had, if someone died with a, and they didn't have legs, let's say, and a lot of psychics can validate this, that even, in death they still think they have broken legs and they have to use crutches to get around they right. don't realize that they're free bound right they're uh-huh. they're no longer bound to this physical this uh, body right. and even with the mentally ill patients like if you were to go into an asylum and say it exists today we we couldn't have a normal conversation like we're having right now right it would be a little more sporadic And there'd be a lot of surprise, you know, like constant, every time someone came, they'd want to see who's there maybe, who's there. And I think that's why it happens upstairs. You may have some of those patients are mentally ill. They knew nowhere else to go, nowhere else to go. Even though their body's buried out back, that upstairs dungeon was their home. And even now in death, they still have that curiosity, the heads bobbing and looking as you're, you're looking down the hallway. I think that's why it's more active on shadow play than anywhere else in the building. Oh, okay. Um, right uh as far as like you know your other claims a lot of generic i think hauntings um when i say hauntings are generic i think it's the way we're studying it okay that we're always going to have the whispers the disembodied voices, the shadows you know how it is yeah we have that recipe as well i'm trying to think of anything that stands out right um the 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 uncomfortable thing we're talking about the Fairfield County Infirmary. I think I got that one on. Yeah, my hoodie Fairfield County Infirmary on Lancaster, Ohio. Um, there is a White House that also exists on the property. Uh, it used to be used by superintendents a little while back. It was, I think built in the 20s, uh, according to the schematics. But in the 70s, a superintendent shot himself in the head. Ironically, in the room that I produce resident undead in when I'm at Lancaster. Okay. And uh, I didn't know that was the room. And it is interesting with that spirit. I've had a lot of teams come in and, and I don't see a lot on the haunting. I really, you know, if a team asks me what I, what I had happen, I'll tell them, but I don't want to really front load.
2: Right. And
1: a lot of the teams that haven't been front loaded with stuff said, they feel like there is a male oppression there. Right. Okay. And a male force. It's one specific male they think. And I was starting to come to this theory that maybe, it is possible that that superintendent the 70s, um, Norris, that shot himself in the head is still traveling back and forth between the house and the infirmary, which are only separated by about 150 feet.
2: Oh, wow, um, okay.
1: Because I sleep, I, I sleep in times in the White House when I'm there and I've heard, I, it, if you ask me, the White House has just as much activity as the infirmary. There's something going on in the White House. I've heard the phantom footsteps, uh what sounds like doors upstairs closing and i'm like you know that's intriguing to me too that i think they're connected though but i think that that entity can travel back and forth between the two and again it's only 150 feet
0: so i never heard of a claim like that where the traveling back and forth i never so that's really interesting to me that's pretty cool i it's something you know
1: getting into that and again we'll get for everyone listening we're in the deep let's get into the deep stuff right yeah. but let's get into deep stuff hey why not uh there's this one there, there may be other names why not right yeah uh, what the hell there's probably theories to it i i i, I call it uh taxi cab theory it's something i put together because when i was starting to get into the paranormal i was like an isolationist i i read a little bit of stuff, but right. I, I, I guess I'm so backwoods that when something would happen, I would try to like identify myself and my friends and I would use the terms. Taxicab theory was that, how do you help these spirits move from location to location, right? When you hear about like one spirit's haunting a place, then maybe it came from somewhere else. Well, how does that explain it? Was a the taxicab theory that we are the vessels they use to travel, right. clear, i.e. attached. know we all know about that but like Mm -hmm. they can latch on to somebody use us to get from one place like you know let's say you go to madison and then you go to madison and a spirit could attach to you it doesn't know where it's gonna go it's gonna follow you for a little bit maybe it knows how to get back to madison because where it came from but it's you're showing it how to get somewhere else then you go to the stanley hotel Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a video game. Like a new checkpoint's been open. Like,
0: oh! Right.
1: He, dude, look at this. This is the Stanley Hotel. There's more ghosts here. But it's not, maybe it wasn't even from Madison to begin with. It came from another place. But <laughs> right. ghost hunters are moving these things around. Because right. I don't think someone dies and all of a sudden it's like, you're dead. But you can go anywhere in the world, and you can see everything all at once. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be a way on that other side to navigate, and that's just today's thought. Uh, My 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 theories change constantly, but as of right now, right, I feel like that seems most logical. But it could change tomorrow,
0: right. Now, I've heard of the taxi cab theory before, and I want to say, but when I was listening to uh, Coast to Coast AM one night, where George Knapp was talking yeah. about where he was at the Skinwalker Ranch, yeah,
2: he came, I've heard of and this when, place.
0: yeah, and he came home. And I guess him and his wife saw these like I hate the word and. And I guess that's how the only way he could explain it. Let's just say, and um, where he said, I mean, it was visible, but visible to his eyes, not on photos, but visible to their eyes. Where, like they said, like these blue dots or whatever, was like circling around the house, circling around them. And I was like, I guess he said, like maybe a few days later they disappeared, but he said it was just right after he got home from the Skinwalker Ranch after. Kind of like doing some sort of do, you know like documentary out there. Yeah. I believe when he wrote his book,
1: right. Um, I think I think that can correlate, right? Like it yeah. knows how to follow, like it follows. Um, but that was the thing, like because I do believe people can be they can have attachments. Like we've all, I remember this used to happen to me in the beginning a lot. When I first started investigating back in 2010, 2011, where I would come back from an investigation and eerie stuff would happen when I got home. Something would knock over. Um, I I think I had cats at the time. I had one cat back in 2011. I remember coming back from an investigation. I'm leaning back on my chair. My cat's on my lap. This is the nicest cat. name's Olive. She's still Again, alive. I got nice cat, but she... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she's sitting on my lap, and uh, all of a sudden she looks past my head, like she's looking at me. She looks over my head, like something on my lap. And I turn around, like I mean, I know I'm at the house alone, but I'm like freaked out, looking behind. Me, like, what did you see that sparked you? And that was right after i came back like and but now i when i come home like came back from billy creek came back from iss uh i don't feel anything at any of those times come back with me Like they're definitely haunted places stuff's going on yeah but i'm wondering if something's changed that either these spirits communicate with one another and they're like, oh, hey, follow this guy. Oh, follow his friends. They all do this thing where they'll come to our places, definitely communicate to other places so we can maybe tell other ghosts what are going on or we can meet other ghosts because maybe we don't know how that plane of existence works. Maybe they have to be connected that way somehow. And I mean, if you get deeper, it's like, well then, you know, I, I don't take any religious stance on this, but then it sounds like from a Catholic point of view, that's purgatory, right? These spirits are stuck in purgatory. Right. And they're just waiting. Right. Because it's wondering, like, what is going on? Or is there a time when a spirit can move on when they want to? Like maybe you hear this thing, they have unfinished business. Right. Right. Maybe it's not that corny from the 80s of a saying but maybe they just want to stay behind to watch their loved ones while they're still alive. right? Or they want to stay behind because they want to watch a family be born. And look how humanity's messed up over gold, right? We want gold materialistic uh, uh, things we, we grab. But to some people Homes, that's their kingdom, right? And even in death, they do not want to give that throne up. Right. Um, you know, there could be a lot of things, but then eventually, it's like, why do we not have hauntings of Egyptians, right? All that for that many years? You're just like, I'm passing on the world, no longer, I don't recognize the world any longer, and I'm just gone. I'm moving on to the next beyond. May it be reincarnation. Maybe it'd be just a, a, a higher evolution of right. something that we're not aware of yet. Right. Um, it, it's a lot of mysteries to it, but you kind of get where I'm going. Right.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, you bringing up so, the Egyptian, that's pretty, that's interesting um, in itself. I mean, I mean, only because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, we had the... Well, you get all the curses of King Tut and right. all that. Well, yeah. right. You know.
1: And it makes you wonder. Maybe yeah. if we if we had access to the pyramid, if we had access, maybe we would catch something, right? We don't know. We don't really have access to the paranormal aspect to it. Maybe it's not something right. physical in this world, but there is some strong energy that right. is protecting that. Because we know that these things have the ability to hurt us. They can physically scratch us. Um, We've heard of possession cases. What if you've stuck around for so long that you've learned the game really well? And come on, if you were a, uh, what what, Egyptians would be like 7,000 years back is like, wasn't it like 7,000 AD or something or 5,000 AD?
0: About that.
1: Yeah. Or BC or whatever, it's like seven thousand years back. Right. If you were an energy, if you were an energy that could stick around that long, man, maybe you know stuff. Maybe you really can cause a curse. Right. Uh, who knows, man? That's wild.
0: Yeah, most definitely. But but yeah, I mean, it's like even um, but I mean, it's interesting for sure. I mean, most definitely.
1: I mean things. So it's, 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 I will say this is funny, you know, um, with the, uh, the show we do resident undead,
2: uh-huh.
1: you know, the reason I wanted to do this, I've always been obsessed with creating order to chaos, right?
2: <laughs> right. When you're
1: filming an investigation, it's extremely chaotic, right? Yeah. But I was always obsessed with trying to capture that, 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 that. You know, investigation is chaos, man. People going in all these directions, and yeah. I was still obsessed with um, trying to film the story. The whole thing of Resident Undead is to like film a story of my friends and I, you know, going on our own journey. And, and, and this is what I love about Journey Book. And when teams come to these locations, you know, I, I love some teams. They haven't understood the mindset yet.
2: Right. Your
1: investigation doesn't mean shit uh, on the bigger <laughs> scale, right? Uh, right, you get these the teams. We were the first investigation of this location, and mm-hmm. the, and yeah. I think sometimes they want to just write the narrative. Like if you're the first one to get there, you get to write the narrative, and right. all these other teams go, and they're like, "Well, so and so said this was here, so I don't have to think for myself. I can just look for that." Right. What they need to understand is a lot of these locations have many layers of a haunting. Mm -hmm. multiple things are going to happen right your team goes and investigates one night and you have amazing communication right you're talking with a spirit named mary and a guy named uh but then the next night another team goes and they're like well we didn't get a we you know in the paranormal we can't make things duplicate very often like sometimes you can get them to knock twice yeah within a sequence but like you know mary and bill that you communicated with may not come out night two that doesn't mean they're not there right it means that your chapter of that night documented what's going on but it's a giant book every location is a book and every maybe not even a chapter but it's a page right the same evidence you got it starts correlating and building and you know the only way I think to successfully navigate paranormal research is definitely document what you get. All mm-hmm. right, right. Definitely document what you get because other teams that that's another thing I love. I put it all on the internet that it's unbiased. I'm not telling you like right. or throw it to the side and be like, I'm just gonna watch this so I know what the building looks like. Do what you yeah. want with it, right? But also another thing. I would like to tell investigators is, don't get so hung up on the history. Mm -hmm. Um, I had Mustafa, whatever, from Ghost Hunters again. Not only was he saying those in it for the money, but he was, you know, I'm this historian for A&E's Ghost Hunter. Yeah, Yeah. he was, uh, he's an IMDB actor that got picked up by Pilgrim Studios. You are literally a historian because that's the only spot they had open. And I hope you see that Mustafa in his his analysis that <laughs> the history is so important that when you go into a location, you need to follow your history to a T because that's going to lead your investigation. Okay, how much of that history was documented, right? If if someone's supposed to write history of your life, right. I mean you yeah. know your, your history the best, uh-huh. but like, hey, I'm writing history on Bud Kelly. Uh-huh. I'm only probably going to get a fraction of it right. Uh-huh. But then does that mean that that fraction leads an investigation to talk to Bud Kelly?
0: Right.
1: Or if a chair is thrown at a location, what does it have to do with the history? That could have nothing to do with the history. Right. Uh, poor activity. Well, that must be the mean superintendent that lives here no you're misdiagnosing (laughs) it because you think it's going with history there's so much more to a location like think of what happens in daily nursing homes today right right there could be malpractice things like that but if you hear one single narrative and you're like oh my god this nursing home was the best ever that's documented right right but then all of a sudden um This this haunted nursing home has wheelchairs moving on their own, beds being moved, items being thrown, and someone's like, "Oh my God, it's a demon!" Right. No, maybe it's because the malpractice is is a residual energy, and you're seeing angry. Documented, right? But I'm getting that haunting. We understand. Yeah. I mean, like back,
0: would you just? was talking about it's like you know like which i mean i love history i love the history of locations but like you just said i mean sometimes both things don't go hand in hand you know i mean yes you know they they really don't and it's almost like most locations that i know it's like uh, sometimes you got actual facts of the history but then you got a lot of folklore as well and it's like a lot of people will like just focus on the folklore and just focus on that. I mean, just because somebody said it a long time ago doesn't make it actual history, you know, and stuff. But as it's kind of, so I think I know exactly what you're getting. At. Right. So. Right. I mean, it, because it yeah. may
1: be an unpopular opinion. Right. Um, but. The goal is, I, I think we have a paranormal community in distress. There's just a lot of conflict and thought. Mm-hmm. It's the only field of research where people are like wanting to strangle each other <laughs> over, you know, I believe this and this has to be right. here. I I would really just, I think at the end of the day, my goal is, to my goal is to unite people and just get you interested huh. I, I feel like the elon musk of the paranormal like <laughs> he, he, i agree with him, I, like, I really i earth. like that i really like, do I we love need that. to get off this planet uh, as far as like we need multiple right. multiple planets that we can inhabit we need right. space, space we need a moon station we need all this because if something happens on earth uh we're done we're done right yeah and, and and i think with the paranormal i really think this is important i think no right. one's gonna really care about it until they're on their deathbed and they're thinking you know my time maybe right those thoughts are going to cross our mind more. i think this research is very important what happens next right um is it a continual line of reincarnation right um and is it is it just meaningless it's it's like it's just we happen to be out of all the universes created and all the galaxies right in our in 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 this part of the gigantic whatever you call space our law of physics happens this way we're a complete anomaly of existence and you just keep coming back we're somehow kind of a consciousness formed right it's so deep man i don't know but you know it's just this makes you wonder, I think uh, massive cooperation will be needed, and uh-huh. I and I think we'll get there, you know.
0: Right. I totally agree. I mean, that's why, because, I mean, I investigated a long time ago, and I mean, it got insane. I mean, it, well, not really, I mean, literally, but I mean, it's just because I was doing, like, residential investigation. I was, you know, and stuff like that. And it just got chaotic with me. And, you know, so I just kind of, you know, just took a break from it and just said, you know, like, how about if I just do the podcast where, you know, and to me, because like you just said, I mean, it can get chaotic and it's very right. chaotic. I mean, cause you got these people here, these people here, these people here, you know, and everybody's got their way of doing things, way of saying things, way of this, way of that. And You know, everybody's got their opinions, you know, we're all allowed to think the way we want to think. And I mean, so that's kind of like why I came up with a podcast. Kind of like, you know, step aside from the investigation, step aside, and then just reach out to different people, you know, and hear everybody out, hear everybody's, you know, you know, and kind of stay unbiased, you know, where, you know, I mean, because sometimes, I mean, I'm more of a skeptic. I'll admit it, but it doesn't mean I'm open to a belief or I'm open. I'm open to a situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And so, I mean, so yeah, I'm with you on, it. you know, so, I mean, that's why I love, it. I love starting the podcast, you know, just so I can just have, you know, just have awesome conversations, you know, and just hear everybody out, you know, and stay. I think. You know, on both sides of the spectrum. I think.
1: I really like what you said. Um, it, I wish, I wish the community had more of your mindset. Uh, Thank you.
0: With, I, I appreciate that. I really you do.
1: know, staying non and just listening because it's 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 very rare. Yeah. What you said, that I feel out there. I don't feel a lot of people follow that code, and they should on something we really don't know what's happening to right, right? exactly. I mean- but it's intriguing how it holds on. To- right yeah and just listening to your ideas I, I i like to look at it we should look at it like assimilation right take knowledge from each other yeah. and just keep collecting it you don't have to be angry at someone and argue because a lot of that happens but you know even listening energy. to you as well like just the assimilation of just, just just listening in taking it in and i think right we we, we we can all become experts because as of right now, what TV calls a paranormal expert is, is not even, that's a joke. Assimilate knowledge from as many (laughs) other investigators as possible. Right. Right. As many as possible. And, uh, uh, you know, that it's becoming this larger consciousness of just all these theories put together. Right. so you can just like it's like a laptop in the back of your head it's a consciousness of we're all thinking these ideas let's keep running it because at the end of the day it's not who's right who's wrong it's about right. solving the puzzle. that that's what it's about solving the puzzle
0: yeah exactly and i mean it's like that's why uh in one of my podcasts i had uh, tim shaw on you know and psychic medium and collector of haunted objects and and then there's people out there that don't believe in that stuff which is fine i mean you're entitled to your opinion and you can be skeptic about it but i mean but having him on just talking about just listening to him man i tell you what he's the most awesome dude to talk to and telling his stories on his objects telling his stories and stuff like that i mean it was just awesome just to hear him out you know just to listen to him i mean i mean because i'm not one to call anybody a liar i'm not one to call anybody well just because i believe this you know doesn't mean it you know you can't believe that or you can't think that way that's how dare you you know right you know so that's why you know Uh, i like hearing people i've worked with
1: I've I've worked with Tim Shaw. He's uh, we we shot an investigation together okay. in the uh, Dunkirk Lighthouse
0: in okay. Dunkirk,
1: New York, and I will tell you, Tim yeah,
0: Shaw a New York guy.
1: I hope you're. you're yeah, I, I hope <laughs> that you find this interview well. It will age well, Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw is a very knowledgeable man. He's a good man. Dude.
0: He's like, a good dude, man. He's a he's one of those dude.
1: people. You can just listen to him talk yeah. for hours. He's very yeah, he's very he can he can make anything entertaining, any know. subject entertaining to listen to, and he's very knowledgeable.
0: He was my second episode, so it was kind of like I'm new to this, I'm nervous. Holy, like, I was like, holy shit, I really hope I don't screw this up. I mean, because I really haven't had any conversations with him before. But Sarah has, you know, Sarah, you know, like she said, hey, you know, Tim wants to come on, and you know, I'm like, oh great, you know. So here I'm going, man. I Like I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. And, but man, I tell you what, once he got going, holy shit, yeah. man, that was, yeah. I mean, it just happened. It was just like his just talking to him alone. It was just, you know, it was just, yeah. he's just a good dude, man. I mean, just a downright good guy. And like yeah. you just said man and just, to, and, just to hit, talk to him yeah
1: yep and, and and he he's a great example of like if we had more in the community that just for like that you know tim doesn't judge uh, guys no. we met our, our our two worlds collided we had different philosophies of like approaches uh-huh. and stuff like that right. i learned a lot from him you know yeah. just rubbing it off yeah and we great conversations just go down the rabbit hole no one's yeah. right no one's wrong but like let me learn from you and maybe you can learn from me, right. you know? And that's, that's exactly what it's like working with Tim Shaw. It's exactly
0: yes. what it's like. Right. I mean, yeah, I kid you not, man. Once he came on and I mean, it was just like, I bet that conversation, cause I, I bet that conversation could have went for hours and hours and
2: hours. Oh,
0: man. Easily
2: I'm telling you, it was. easily.
0: It was, and I told you, and he was like, man, if you ever want, I was like, dude, you ever want to come back on, man, just give me a call. I was like, "Dude, we could do this once right. a week. I, I was like, we can do this once a week. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, anytime, man.
1: Yeah, he's, he's good, man. He's good. He, um, he does another podcast. Uh, the, his own, he does, uh, was it Blackout Lounge?
0: Blackout um, Lounge, yeah, correct.
1: i I've tuned in a few times to listen to him and, and I'll tell you what, it's, yeah, he's, he's got it, man. He's got it. And, and it, it's interesting because, you know, he was one of the first people to really introduce like elementals, elementals. Um, yes. It's been a few years, but like, um you know, we're talking about uh, the hauntings of the land and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. You Know he was feeling out the lighthouse. I remember the investigation, he was talking about where he thinks the haunting centered from. It was like the basement, I believe, and
0: uh-huh. working
1: its way up. It was just interesting to watch even how he works with energy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Rebecca Kirschbaum, who films with the Resident Undead, does okay. a lot of energy work as well. And she was so impressed. She's like, I uh, he's <laughs> she walked down, she's like. Tim's good, Tim's real. <laughs> and was the first time we met. And she, yeah, dude, it was a great time. It was great. Yeah. And, and again, we need more like that in the paranormal. It's oh. that we don't. We already have a lot of individuals out there that are great, but you know, we're we're still getting to that that higher health bar of like awesomeness.
0: Yeah. That's what I was saying, and that's what I even told Tim. I was like, and to me, that's why I loved how starting this podcast you know and i even told him i was like dude you're like episode number two and that's it and he goes Uh he was like dude i'm like so honored man i'm like i was like hey man i needed people in here that like to help me out i was like you know i'm not gonna lie to you you know and uh but i told like even i told him i was like Uh i said i want to use this kind of use conversations and just reach out to anybody and i already you know i've had a ufo researcher on i've had you know, different like ghost hunting, uh, just ghost hunting people and stuff like that. And I mean, just like I said, just hear them out, you know, just hear what they got going on here. You know, if they, like, for example, I just had Matt Warner on it, he just started like a uh, historic preservation society out in, uh, yes, he did up there
1: yeah. in Boston, uh, in Boston area, yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, I told him, I was like, do this, why I do this, I mean, just you know, let's. Other people hear what you got going on and stuff like that, you know, because there's people out there that might listen, might not. I don't know, you know, and just right. let me help you get the word out. Let me help you, you know, like just let me hear what you got to say, you know, then let other people hear what you, got. you know. I don't care what I believe in because I feel like this podcast ain't for me. You know, I want to do this for everybody. You know, I want to do this to keep myself very unbiased you know, and just stay and look at every side of the spectrum, you know, like and stuff like that, you know, that's why I want to do what I want to do.
2: What,
1: maybe I can flip this around. What, I and, and I don't know if hosts get asked this much, but like, what got you into the paranormal? How long have you been doing this? I mean, what, what sparked your interest?
0: Uh, oh, that's a hell of a question. That's a damn good question. Um, I've always been, like, fat, like infatuated with, like, horror films. And, mm-hmm. like, ever since I was a kid, like, I just loved horror films. I loved just anything that was scary. You know, then my grandmother, when I was a teenager, told me a ghost story that she witnessed, personally, her and my grandfather. But it was like, she didn't believe in ghosts. But she told me what happened. And I'm like going, what was it? I don't know. Was it a ghost? Interesting. But I mean, because she was like, how most of my family, like, doesn't believe in the paranormal whatsoever. And I mean, when I say paranormal, I means like ghost. I mean, because my dad don't believe in ghosts, but he believes in UFOs. You know, like I do. And uh, but I'm open to all. And um, so it's like my grandmother, I mean, she was raised in a Christian-type Christian type environment where when you die, you just go to heaven and hell. That's it. Right. You know, there's, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as places being haunted. There's no such thing. All of that is just trash talk. All of that is just, you know, bullshit. <laughs> you know, so. So it's kind of like, you know, as I got older, I'd never really paid attention to anything. And then just one day I thought, like everybody else, you know, you think, oh my God, you know, did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you, you know, whatever. So so ever since then, it's almost like I didn't mind staying a skeptic. But like, what the, but what the hell was it? You know? It's almost like I just want to say, can I still stay a skeptic and look at things in a scientific type way to maybe debunk this, debunk this, debunk this, but sometimes it's hard to explain something that no one else witnessed, only but you, you know, so, so ever since then, I kind of, like, uh, I had other friends Mm -hmm. kind of interested as well you know, and uh, so I kind of got on this paranormal team that was working out because, again, chaos. Other people getting into it because of the wrong reasons. You know, they just like they want on TV, they want attention. I wasn't about that. So, so yeah. So I kind of you know just uh, kind of got into it, started. Then I got on a team that started doing like residentials and stuff like that. And that alone, I really, I enjoyed doing but it just got chaotic. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I started doing it ever since then, about I'd say 2008, maybe. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and uh, we kind of just went in limbo. And so all of a sudden I was like, you know, I'm not doing nothing with anything. It was like, not do a podcast you know why can't i still why can't i still stay here you know even though maybe we can't get out but Mm -hmm. i can still i'm still able maybe to talk to other people you know let's see what they got going on you know i um that's pretty much my story i like
1: asking people i i like asking people that question um because it reminds me of the walking dead when you find other survivors you got those few questions we got 3 questions for you and it's intriguing to me in the paranormal like how we all ended up here out of all the things we could do we decided to put a lot of our time and energy into this right. and i'm always super fascinated with how we all arrived here uh-huh. um you know because i can see a lot of the passion in people's eyes the the uh not not only just the wanting to it to be real and confirmed but the the drive to prove that like you you know it's there it's like um i don't know an example like seeing electricity in the sky for one time and you're like a lightning bolt comes out i want to recreate that you know i want to recreate that how can i do it but i've seen it but everyone's like no you you didn't see that yeah you know, it's, it's that kind of drive I see for people. It's right. beautiful. It's, it's interesting because we all, it's it's funny. All of our origin stories, are they're all similar. Uh-huh. But then as they, very similar beginning, and they all diverge from there. And that just is so intriguing to me. And I, I love it. I
0: love listening to that stuff. I mean, even like UFOs. I mean, which I've been intrigued with UFOs ever since I was little. And when I was 20, I'm 48 now. I was probably 27, 26, 27, and I actually saw a actually I saw two, two UFOs together. And I watched this for about 15 minutes, if I had to guess. And it's the only time I ever witnessed it. And ever since then, I've had people say, Oh, it was just a helicopter. Oh, it was just this. No. No. I know what I saw. So aliens this,
1: are yeah. very intriguing to me.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and-
1: alien. you know, I, I grew up watching Star Trek, uh, you know, Star Wars, stuff like that. So I was always intrigued. Trust me, I'm not even going to hide it. I, I am a total nerd when it comes to that stuff. And I wanted to believe it could be real. I remember asking my dad when I was really young. I was like maybe seven or eight. I just remember he was in his garage working, and I walked out there, and uh, it must have been, I must have been really young because I remember we used to get the VHS test, the original series, like every week oh, yeah. they'd send you a new episode. I'd be like, wait for this episode, uh, for the mail to be delivered. And I remember one day I picked up the mail and I remember asking him, you know, do you think Starship will be re- And um, he goes, you know what, it's very possible with the way things advance, um, you know, I I think it's very possible. Uh, uh, We have a world shut down and we got people eating Tide Pods so unfortunately <laughs> it did not work out according to plan right. um, but if my son asked me will we have starship when he's my age i would like to say that we'll get our
0: son out. <laughs> right so, yeah, so i mean even the thing with ghosts and stuff like that but yeah so i mean i've always been open to all kind of
2: like mm-hmm.
0: so that's always an i mean
1: well, a lot of stuff you know we were, we were talking, I've talked to many people, investigators, you know, we had that, that uh, rabbit hole chat in the back porch of Madison at Fairfield. Um, Nick Groff, when he came out to film Deathwalker Walker Madison, you know, we're over we're, we're here talking about all these theories about like, um, you know, like, is it possible that we're dealing with aliens? Like an interdimensional species that is, tra- it's always been here. But now that we have the technology to like very, very low key detect them, is it changing now? That's why we're seeing it across the the country, across the globe of paranormal phenomena. It's just it's a it's a fourth dimensional species that's literally spying on us. Um, You know, these possibilities, are they time travelers? Um, is it easier because they know ghost hunters are looking in haunted buildings that right. we're going to misidentify them as a ghost? But they're actually just studying humans, or maybe that's you know they're using these haunted places as command centers because they can't chill at like a. a, a um, I don't know uh, a Sam's Club, you know. But hey, there's this abandoned building over here. I mean, there's right. uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy uh, things to it. It makes me wonder, like even with UFOs, is it possible we're seeing future human technology? Is it you know, is it is it is it future to human technology that they're coming back, and maybe the government knows about it? Right. Um, maybe it is our own government. Uh, we, we have figured out how to make anti-gravitational force. Um, right. you know, Einstein and, uh, Einstein and even Tesla. And I got to say that three, six, nine, damn, you're fine. Or at equal every time I say that combination, but he, uh, <laughs> right. He said, once you understand the, the abilities of three, six and nine, You will understand the, um, and Einstein was talking about frequency. You can unlock, uh, with frequency and vibration. You can do a lot of things, um, I know I'm going to up use frequency or vibration to move objects. It makes me wonder sometimes. Says we can't duplicate the pyramids today, economical amount of energy and money to do it. I don't even know if we could do it. So, if 7,000 years ago they had this, is it possible we lost an ancient technology that right. dealt with vibration uh, of, of levitation? Because if you're moving stuff at a certain frequency and vibration, can you move large objects? Can you move, like you're vibrating it in a certain way that you literally can walk up to and push it and it'll glide in the air. If that's the case, um, that may solve the riddle of why the, you know, when you look at the pyramids, the blocks, it's almost like the blocks are melted together perfectly. Like you can't even slide a piece of paper
2: through Uh the crack.
1: And it's like, you know, even just the precision, if you're building that pyramid, you've got to go down to a quarry that's like 15 miles down which means somebody at the pyramid is like hey yo we got a two-ton block that has to be this dimension by this dimension oh by Uh the way and then um holy shit you have to build a slope um i believe it's 10 degrees i think 10 degrees or is it yeah i think it's a 10 degree slope Uh you cannot exceed a 10 degree slope Going all the way up to the part of the pyramid you get, right? Right. Um. Every time you, or let let's say, you know, how long is that going to have to be? Because if you exceed even to 11 degrees or 12 degrees, you're not going to be able to move that weight, right. you know. But then, okay, you know, our old history books just show a bunch of pulled me in first grade all right but (laughs) you know looking back now no okay it's it's kind of bullshit I think there's more to it right um but here's the other thing the universe is so big it, it makes me wonder because you know he loves the space talk and all that and I was like you know um one of the biggest mistakes we did was I think uh back in the 80s or 70s when we sent out that probe that had all the information Uh um, with us on it. It was like this disk of peace. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't remember if it was uh, the Galileo probe or whatever.
0: Yes, I believe you are correct.
1: Is it Galileo? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. well, here's the problem I told him. I said, dude, you know, if aliens have the ability to get to us from anywhere in the universe, they're either bending space and time, which is like, you know, the shortest point between an object is, is a straight line, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember in this one movie, explained it perfectly. If you take a point on a piece of paper and another point and you fold the piece of paper and you shove the pencil through the paper, you've ripped the fabric of space and time to where you can instantaneously get from wherever to wherever, right? Right. Here's the problem. I said to Atticus, I said... Um, if you look at human nature and let's assume that all consciousness at some point, you either overcome that conquering aspect of your, of your culture or you don't. But if you look in human history, anytime two cultures clash with one another, it doesn't usually end with coexisting. Right. Right. And I said, you know, if we sent that probe out there and the wrong aliens found it, we basically just gave them our home address Mm -hmm. and You know, all the people that say, oh, it's going to be like a sci-fi movie. We're going to fight the aliens and win. Dude, the minute they show up, um, we better send our best negotiator to talk. And don't you lift a single weapon, because I assure you, and and I'm not a coward, I assure you that, but I'm not also an idiot. Um, They will, the amount of power they have, just stand down. Just stand down, because... Uh, their their ability to travel through space is phenomenal, but I assure you their weapons are even meaner. So
0: well, it's almost like I think what I had Dave Rosenfeld, and he was the UFO researcher based out of Salt Lake City. And me and him was talking. I said, I am a firm believer. It's like during World War II when we dropped the bombs when Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that was almost like the big hey, hey, hello, we're here. You know, it's like almost like, it's almost like, I think, yeah. like my theory, it's like almost since then, it's like, I uh, no, no, you know, like, you're, hey, you're, we're, guess what? You just saw us. Baby. You're right. Yes, you're, you're
1: right. Um, I remember seeing some stuff on this that when we were testing nuclear weapons, atomic weapons, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of weird UFO activity in that yeah. general area. Like we're being watched. It, it's, it's almost like um, Star Trek, the prime directive. Uh, right. Again, for the fans, I'm sorry if we're out aging ourselves and we got <laughs> uh, young baby boppers, but just watch some Star Trek or Google prime directive. Um, prime directive is very interesting. Again, Star Trek nerd here. Um, in the prime directive is that you're, the, the Federation could not interact with a species uh, or a new culture that did not um, establish warp speed. They right. weren't able to break the speed of light, right? here's another thing to this maybe aliens didn't want to involve themselves with us right yeah Yeah. until we put it out there that we are an advanced enough civilization that we can split atoms now it's like hey let's watch these guys like you know that let's it's almost like tuning in will humanity use this power for good or evil but but here's the problem i think you know god it's gonna get so deep that they that if we're talking about an infinite universe
2: uh-huh.
1: and, and and I don't know how to, how to explain this correctly. I'm not the right guy for this, but if the universe is infinite, the, the reason, you know, you can understand the big bang expands out. If right. that's true and there's stars everywhere and this goes on forever, then when we look up at the sky, there should be lights everywhere from stars, right? Then yeah. it should be. Because if it all boomed out from one, slowly expanded out, the night sky should be lit up with stars, Right. but since when we look out there's only you know still thousands upon thousands and millions up there it shows that it's expanding out um my question is you know where are the aliens that mm-hmm. that i would think there would be more to a race what if they oh my god you think about like the board from star trek I'm sure if we can think about it in an infinite reality, there probably is a a species out there that all the other races are just like. Oh no, stay away from that one because you know they they assimilate you, they take your cultures, everything. A lot of just in a back corner, backwoods of the universe. Sorry, cut out there for a second. Are we just, uh, you know, in our backwoods, you know, like no one's found us yet, but I do right. think you're onto something for sure with the atomic and nuclear explosions that we're yeah. getting their attention. Right. I'm pretty sure we're being watched by something.
0: It's even like one thing me and my dad was talking about, and I think me and Dave Rosenfeld talked about it on the podcast as well. It's almost like even almost every war or every or every time we've done any kind of like nuclear testing or in that kind of way, it's almost like, mm-hmm. here they come. And it's like, he even said, he said, dude, we're being He because they're mm-hmm. going to make sure we're not going to kill each other. They will make sure we, yep. yes, we do not destroy yes. what we have. And I am a firm believer. Now. It, it's I am, I am so
1: with you, dude. I'm so with you on that because there's two theories to that. I I would fall into that either life is so delicate in the universe. It's so delicate that these species know, like, we're not going to interfere. We're not going to let you beat each other up and destroy your planet, your, your sovereign planet, right? Because we know life's delicate or they put us here. That you know, our creators are alien. Yeah. You know, you've got be. the Awanaki. Um, the Awanaki in their stone tablets are talking about like, hey, uh, this is what happened. Uh right. They uh, the sky god, but they weren't fully human, right? So to right. get what you have as human, the slave race, as they call it, the Awanaki were called the slave race to the, the you know, us, the creation to get gold for their planet because their planet, you know, their atmosphere was down and they needed gold flakes. Right. So they made a mix between their own DNA and the ape hominoids that were already here on earth. And when you mix that DNA, you got humans and the problem I think with, you know, we can't find the missing link. It seems like you can see all this lineage of apes evolving and then all of a sudden man is here. Right. Okay. Well, from a religious point of view, you can say, wow, well, God created Adam and Eve and now they're here. Or it's skipped a step because the missing element is alien. And Mm -hmm. that that one missing piece, we're not going to find on this planet because they're gone. Yeah. So um, I would subscribe to it's possible we were put here. Um, If I was a civilized race, I mean, super civilized and space bound. I assure you, I would have a project where we would try to seed the cosmos um, just just out of like a safety net, you know, Right. And, but perhaps the ones that made us weren't the nice aliens cuz you know the Awanaki they called us the slave race. Right. But thank you if you made us great. But I would <laughs> right. imagine there would have to be another race out there that's just like let's let's colonize. Why not? Right. Let's let's go to the farthest ends of the universe and if we can find a habitable planet within the Goldilocks zone, right. Let's do it. We can't be there to monitor them cuz they're too far away but we'll come back from time to time. And perhaps space and time is different to them. Maybe, you know, we've been here for how many you know, millions of years of evolution on the planet, right. and how long has man been here? I've evolving over half a million years, whatever. Give the number. I'm not quoting it, but like, perhaps to them, only a few years have gone by, and they're able to watch a lot because time moves differently. You know, we, there's, there's. Right. I mean, so many things in the rabbit hole we could talk about. Even, um, I mean, like yeah. even
0: even with me though, I've been a machinist for 26 years, and I've worked in three different aerospace companies and um, you know, that's one thing also me and Dave talked about. I said if you really sit back and look at it like let's say during the time of Roswell, let's say 49 you know, around the 50s look at our aerospace technology from then to now yep. and it yep. has not been that long ago I mean it has not been Yep it, it
1: intriguing yeah it, and, and to any any children that are going to listen to this okay down the line i always tell kids be be open-minded and question everything because let's let's yes. do a little timeline here uh-huh. isn't it funny that at the turn of the century we've got horse and buggy and yeah. then 16 years later okay six years later you're gonna tell me not only did we figure out how to leave our atmosphere and and, and defy all this uh and get through the what is it the drake belt or something there uh we were able to live feed that shit from the moon and all this stuff um okay i'm not trying to be a huge conspiracy theorist here but like we just recently got the, the consumer grade technology in the last decade to do any kind of live stuff, but you're telling me that you could you could with a 10 second delay transfer from the moon with no problems. If you if you ask me, um, and this comes into politics, right. JFK made a very tall order. You've got the Russians that put Sputnik into space. Uh And it's assumed that. But now, uh, the United States, uh, our president, which JFK, I think he's an amazing president. I think he just gave one tall order. He said, We will put a man on the moon. Like, oh, shit. His PR had to put the head down, like, Mr. President, our space program is like nowhere near the Russians' program. Right. So, this is maybe where the comes into play they're like hey let's talk to hollywood let's talk to hollywood and let's see if we can sell this but but here's the here's the here's the thing though i talked to my son about this we get deep or we're playing minecraft we talk about this query how did they (laughs) be the world's biggest secret? if you know how did you get everyone in it at you know houston in the center that's doing it. And he asked me that. And I said, you're exactly right. I said, the only people that seem to have issues are the actual, like, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong. Right. Whenever they were interviewed, they wouldn't put their hand on a Bible and say they were on the moon. They're always trying to fight. They're like, don't question it. You know? And then as they get older, they start saying weird stuff. Like, well, the truth is we never really went. Here's the right. only theory I can think, if the moon landing was faked, and this is an illusion, is that a shuttle really did got calculation of what's going on. So it's possible that you see a shuttle being shot up, but somehow there is another live feed on Earth that's being broadcast as you think it's being seen, right? And this is the, the most common conspiracy you hear about. I just think for the day and age, that's very peculiar. I don't think it's possible. I really, you know, it's just not possible. But getting back to your Roswell statement, um, I remember seeing a report or something that they found some stuff on this thing that came out of the sky. This cigar-shaped object, or I think it was something before that, there was actually nearby in, in one of the other Texas towns. Remember the cigar shape? They saw that. Uh roswell was shortly after that um this this thing comes down inside this craft of what's you know alleged like said there were three aliens they had some kind of fabric woven over them very tightly um it was very hard to get it off of them but it seemed to be like skin tight to them and guns couldn't penetrate it um right this fabric was taken by the u.s government given to a company i can't remember the exact company and said can you reverse engineer this Mm -hmm. what that was would turn into kevlar another thing was in the shuttle they saw windows or what looked like glass but when they looked out of it at nighttime they could see inside they could see outside perfectly they somehow ripped this apart took it to one other company in the united states and said can you reverse engineer this we don't know what it is you don't need to ask questions can you reverse engineer this That would become night vision technology. There were lights, wired lights, all lit up in this craft. When they took these wires apart and they gave it to like IBM or some company, they said, can you recreate this? That would eventually become fiber optic uh, communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have like microchips they found in there. They think that's IBM. I I agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of this is reverse engineering because... It's not that I don't want to think man can't advance, right? But I think what's happening is we may have had a little outside assistance. We're I just don't think race, we could have done
0: that fast. I think fast. we
1: got alien technology and we reversed it. Exactly. I just don't exactly. think we could have done it. Exactly. I agree.
2: That there, I mean,
1: damn. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. It's just, again, I want to give us the pat on the back that we could do it, but like seriously, 1900, even 1901 to what, 1964? Come on, right. 63 years? No, that's not enough time to advance into space. Um, yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, like when I had Dave on the podcast, that's the one thing me and him talked about. And I mean, he was like, and it was just, and I've had that, like, for example, okay, because I worked at Rolls-Royce in Indianapolis. And uh, that was the last aerospace company I worked for. And, and I said, we got this museum. And it shows, you know, like, kind of like how this aircraft engine looks, you know, back after, you know, a tad after, you know, the the Wright brothers and all that. Then everything that we've created through time. And I go, you just start looking at it. And you're like going, that was just, if you honestly think about it, it wasn't that long ago. You know, I mean, it was, but it wasn't it was but it wasn't exactly yeah. so it's like how do you go from how do you go from that to this this fast you know like it's just it's it's just phenomenal you know it's just like like what the you know and it's like a lot of people don't think about it but it's like if you really stop and just, look at it mean, it's amazing
1: yeah it's 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 really i love that saying question everything i just I, man something i know just doesn't feel right in my my core when i look at that stuff too it just doesn't it, it's like if you and i you know were disconnected from the outside world like if we saw electricity for the first time you know what i mean like right how would we even think this world had such an ability or a power
0: right. you know
1: like just just discovering these things it, it, it takes so much time even like think about the first person who found fire like Okay, you, you 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 see lightning strike out of the sky and it creates right. a fire. And ancient man sees that and it's like, oh, what what is that? You go up to it, you touch it, you get hurt. So you know whatever it is hurts you. Right. When that fire goes out, you don't know how to recreate it. You mm-hmm. don't know that if you know you would have to like, you know, rub sticks together very quickly. It takes such an advanced mind right. to duplicate something that you saw come out of the sky and be like, oh, I'll make this right. here. And to get that knowledge to spread across the globe of how to make fires, how to make language alone, how is it that you and I can communicate with one another, understanding that certain sounds we make from our vocal cords means something symbol symbolically, or we understand that. Uh, and I'm just going from the base of human civilization. Like yes, we okay. can we can move pretty quickly, but I'm just so impressed when you read these history books. It's almost like it's it's polished up, mm-hmm. you know, and um. I I don't know I I think you know again it's not that I'm against conspiracy at all I'm not Um, I subscribe to some of this stuff because I know the world's not the way we think it is I I know it's not Yeah. but I'll tell you what there's some conspiracies out there that I'm like I would not be surprised as shit if that's real you know what I mean oh yeah it's like even
0: like when we were talking about the time timing you know I think when George Knapp Broke the story with Bob Lazar, the engineer yes, that worked at Area Fifty yeah, One. Yep. When he was, uh, if I'm thinking correctly, he was at some sort of convention, and somebody asked him that had to do, you know, with something. I can't. remember. I honestly don't remember. It's been a while back, and they asked him, "Us, how long do you think it would take us to duplicate?" what you saw and he says it would take us a hundred years easy and he goes it would take us forever if we had to stop and do it from scratch he goes what they wanted me to reverse engineer he goes it would take us forever he goes it would take us over a hundred years without a problem you know and i've heard
1: his story yeah it, and you know what's interesting about his story versus a lot of other people's stories? It's it's always consistent. You know, yes. mostly, you know, when you, you find these people that are lying, uh, their story changes a little bit and things. But Bob Lazar, he pretty much every time I see any interview with him, uh-huh. I'll tell you what, man, it's the same thing over and over and over Right, And I'm like, okay, you you know, that's the the best amount of credibility we can get. But I I do remember him saying, and that's why sometimes I wonder with, you know, with this tech, the stuff we're seeing now, are the aliens actually coming back or is it our own government with that kind of technology um, flying up there, you know? But it's great because I'll tell you what, if I was within the government... And I'm dealing with our national security. I'll tell you what. I will tell. I will let it leak. Let our alien. Let our our enemies think we have alien technology. Create a place on Earth or in the United States called Area 51 that becomes this huge phenomena globally. That the the, the Americans have this facility that no one can go into, and it could be even a dumb site like a dummy site where there's nothing there, but to right. fool our enemies. You know that's one great scare tactic, but at the same time, I do think it's possible we actually have obtained something. Yeah. uh, You know, and we are using it. So. Right. Yeah. That's like even. I I guess my biggest question to that would be, you know, and and, I guess my biggest question is like. Let, let's say we just came across a, a craft like Roswell, right? They, right? they joke about that. They have that one craft from Roswell. And then Brent yeah. Spiner's character, he's the scientist, He's like, man, it's really cool. When that mothership showed up, this thing turned on. I'd be right. alarmed first. I'd be like, oh, no, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. Right, right. Um, But secondly, what if that was the scout? You know, what if whatever's crashed there was a scout? Um, it's very intriguing to me that, that it was able to crash, for one, you know, even get right. this far. Like, where did this thing come from? Maybe it didn't come from that far. Maybe it came from, uh, uh what is it, Andromeda? There's the Andromeda. No, that's not the universe. It's, oh, um, uh, I didn't think we'd get into this cool stuff tonight. <laughs>
0: I trying <don't> remember <laughs> all my stories. I didn't but, either. Um, so, it's, a, yeah. it's a
1: constellation. Alpha Centauri, is it Alpha Centauri? Alpha Centauri, like, um, they believe that from that constellation that that uh um uh what is it? solar system that life may have originated from there like one of the theories i've heard is it possible that that was a ship that was slowly sent here uh you know from there and and we're just getting this mixed story of what's on there like they you know it's a great pop culture to say the aliens look like this you know um maybe it was something completely different maybe there really was that tech on there but i I do agree with you something happened um but yeah dude wild wild
0: if I'm thinking, since you just mentioned it, Betty and Barney Hill, when they got abducted, when they went under the hypnosis, wasn't the Alpha Centuri? Oh, I remember this. Yes. Wasn't it Alpha Centauri... Yes. ...what she drew yes. out when she was under hypnosis? Yes.
1: Yes. And I'm wondering, like, where the heck did I remember Alpha Centauri? I remember there was a case where yeah. it was either in a freaking cave in France... Like, and it got leaked. They were like, dude, like, freaking ancient man. Uh, was uh, the, the constellation. I think you're right, dude. I think when they went under hypnosis, they drew that. Um, the lady, it was the woman. I, you mm-hmm. know their names. I remember this case. It was a man, and a woman, husband, and wife. Yep. They were abducted. The missing time and everything. And during under hypnosis, they drew that concept um but you know i mean it gets so deep because i was yeah. talking to atticus about this my son saying that you know like if we did come from another planet let's let's do it let's do an analysis of like maybe we came from another planet because the planet we originally came from was dying right, right. um we get on a ship and well, let's backward, let's go backwards. We're, we're actually driving with this conversation. I said, uh, my dad's a mechanic, great mechanic, one of the best mechanics ever educated. But I said to Atticus, I said, okay, you grandpa and I are in this car and we have to go, uh, like as of right now we leave and we go, we drive this car into the Amazon, We're like weird road to get into the Amazon and we go deep into the Amazon. But I said, Atticus, you know, the minute we get into the middle of the Amazon, we run out of fuel. All right. Right. Now we're in the middle of the Amazon. Grandpa is the best mechanic ever. Well, how what can he do for us? He can't get us fuel. Okay. but let's say there is just a little bit of fuel left. It's only a matter of time before that car dies. And let's say even if we did have more fuel, there's no mechanic shops there. He doesn't have a lot of his tools. Eventually, that car is going to die. Okay, Uh now this gets into the bigger theory. Um, We're going to get stuck in the Amazon with a van and we're going to have to live there now. If we were another space-bound race and we went to Earth, came to Earth, oh God, dude, like 500,000 years ago, 400,000 years ago, our ship landed here. And it's kind of like what Elon, right? But we won't be able to get you probably in your lifetime. Right? Remember yeah. what I just said there because that's going to play a factor. But like we go there, ancient man is there 400,000 years ago. Their ship by this point now is long deteriorated. Uh, they have no communication with the other planet because they were just there to colonize Earth. And eventually, as generations pass, they're going to forget their origins. They're going to forget they came from the stars. Right. Um, what's interesting about Mars, and, and I'm not sure if I'm, it seems interesting like there was a nuclear blast on Mars. Um, and it's in, the, it's in the soil samples. Like something's weird about, like something you would find in a nuclear explosion is in the soil of Mars. Is it farfetched that it is possible in very, very ancient times that we actually came from Mars and maybe it wasn't ready, but we had to evacuate Mars because we had a nuclear disaster. Mm-hmm. And when, when that ship crashed on Earth, Whoever did get over there, you know, oh, crap, we made it. We're alive. The terraforming is almost complete of Earth, but we have nothing established here. And then, you know, that's how culture would seed. Um, I know it sounds like really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I understand, like, why it would be very hard uh, to colonize and what's happening. But
2: right.
1: yeah, I don't know. Deep stuff, man.
0: I love it. I mean, um, just, I, I kind of got that way. When it came to like investigating, like doing research with ghost ghost phenomena and stuff like that, you know, I kind of went down that rabbit hole pretty easy, mm-hmm. and I kind of got the same way. And it's like, because I'm the type of guy, you know, once my brain starts like going and fast forward, you know, it's like, well, uh, could it be this? Could it be that? Well. But you know what if I'm just you know maybe I'm just lack of sleep maybe I'm just not sleeping enough maybe I'm just stressed out maybe I'm just you know and then I started going those directions <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? so it's kind of like you know and I did that's why I didn't mind doing residential investigations it was kinda, yeah. you know kind of like it, it, it's really weird man because it went both ways Went one way because you had people, because I was on a team that was a part of, part of taps. Okay, and that mm-hmm. got nuts. No offense, and I don't mean nothing bad against taps. I don't. I'm not saying nothing negative about being part yeah. of taps. I am not saying nothing bad about it because it was, it was awesome to be, to say you were part of taps. It was pretty cool, but I, I'm going to admit it. But most of the case requests you got from that, those were insane. That got, Mm -hmm. like, people have to really like this. You know, and it's almost like, which I kind of got it because it was almost like they thought they were writing Jay and Grant, you know? Right. They they thought they were writing those guys. And they were, you saw the most insane stuff on, in an email and you're like going like where, how do people think of this shit? (laughs) You know? Right. And um, But then again, like on the other part of the spectrum, like when you're just beating different people you know, and they thought, you know, deep down their places were haunted. You know, and and again, things weren't could go one way and things could go another. A lot of people were out there, you know, like wanting to say, you know, just tell me my place is not haunted. Tell me I don't have a ghost. And then you could say, you know, it's like, well, my investigation, right. don't, I don't have proof. I don't have anything to show your house is haunted. You know, I don't have anything for you. I don't like everything that I went through, everything, you know, most of it, maybe it's this. It could be this, you know, uh, you know, and then you had people out there like going, "I think, what do you mean my house ain't haunted? What do you call me a liar?" Right, like you asshole. <laughs> right, you know, and I had to deal with that for a long time, and I was, just, uh, it's like, okay. Uh, yeah.
1: I think there's two people, and I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it real. I think when it comes to residential, you're, you're like w- what's happening is um, you're, you're pregnant. They're just like maybe our house is haunted. Let's get this team to come out and do it. You know, I right. think that's going to happen. There are the ones like you described, the ones that are going to say like, "What do you mean my house isn't haunted? I know what I saw." Right,
2: right.
1: Um, you know, I I think it's when you mix television with all the investigators that have been influenced by television. Yep. Because you know the, you know what my cue is, and I, and I can say this right now.
2: <laughs> right.
1: How I can tell an investigator doesn't have a lot of research on the ground or or, or runtime mm-hmm. is if you listen in production, you have to speed it up really quick, right? Yeah. That's not how it works. When you ask a successful, when you do a successful UDP session, you may have to wait two, three, four minutes in. But when I watch some people, it'll be like, well, what's your name? What's your favorite food? What color
2: is this?
1: it's like, wait a, second, wait a second. you're giving them no time first question may not get an answer until down the line to your seventh question because you're just rapid firing right you know what i mean yeah so mixing television i, I get it like i don't know much about that whole taps organization i know i dealt with grant and them at madison yeah and this was long, you know i, I, I did, definitely ago. do not agree with a lot of his theories uh we, right. we sat on the back table but
2: But yeah,
0: this was wild just, stuff. Yeah, man. this was a long time ago. And that's why like now, like as of today, it's like it's easy for me. Because I've witnessed, you know, like I was a part of this. I got to be a part of that. Got to be and that's why now like doing this podcast, I can stay unbiased. I can stay, you know, because I've I've been there i 've done this you know I've been and I've already been down the road you know so now I kind of feel like it's my time right kind of to just sit back you know just sit back and right kind of like you know talking to you talking to Tim talking and it's like you know just you know and just hearing it out just having good conversations and having you know to me that I I'm enjoying this now you know I really am it's pretty cool. I mean, I know we could
1: chat for hours. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, on, you, know, you know, radio shows can be tough. And and I will tell you what I really enjoyed was, let's just get right into the wildness. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, you, you just go down this rabbit hole. I love this kind of stuff. And I think the most interesting yeah. podcasts, like what you're doing here is just, just Spitfire, dude. Open fire whatever idea. We went right. from ghosts <laughs> to, uh, you know, all this stuff about ghosts to freaking Roswell, dude, to Elvis yeah. and Tori. I wasn't. Um, back to ghosts. Talking about residential cases. Dude.
0: Wow. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's like almost like I, I think I've been holding back on conversations with people, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, so that's why, yeah, man, I mean, I'm open. I don't mind talking about it, you know. I, I love. It's like you just said, man. Like it went from Roswell, it went from UFOs, and it's like to me, it's like, well, hell yeah, move over, Joe Rogan. I'm on, I'm I'm on this now. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I would
1: tell you. If I can give you a word of advice. Of any bit of advice for your knowledge, because I was trying to keep up with you. Like I'm pretty nerdy, man. With <laughs> stuff, <but> man, <laughs> and you are a and you got like a laptop in your back pocket. What you need to do to these guests is just start, dude. Throw them down the rabbit hole, because, man, when you start spit back, I'm like, oh man, dude, like, I
2: totally...
1: baby, you got you got that laptop in the
0: back, because you you are like, dude, I'm like, like so Dude, I am totally honored, man. I appreciate yeah. that. I really do.
2: That's you're, what I mean. No for. joke,
1: man. The, 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 the knowledge you're throwing down, and, and I'll say to anyone listening right now, like I'll get it, man you you know your stuff. You absolutely know your stuff. And I appreciate I, I, that, man. That I makes really it do. very interesting. I mean, this went all around, man.
0: I appreciate that. I highly do, man. So... I, I'm telling you. I highly appreciate that. Bye. Okay, man. Ugh, crap, man. I think we're almost Absolutely. out of time. Well, um,
1: I do have some stuff to wrap up here, but. Okay, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, go I was going to say, I'm sorry. I, would, I would love to chat with you. I'd love to chat again sometime. We'll do this again, dude. Oh, and this, you know what? Hell we'll we'll yeah. discuss a game. Right? Let's discuss a game plan like topics, and let's just kill it rapid fire. Because dude, dude, I had a blast with you, man.
0: I'm all game. I'm telling you, listen, dang, this ain't the only time we can do this. I'm telling you, man. We'll hit me up, dude. You hit me up anytime. I'm telling you, awesome,
1: man. dude. I will.
0: I'm telling I will, you, man. hit me up anytime. We'll do this again. Hey, no bullshit. I'm telling you. I had, dude, awesome. I, had a bla- I had a blast. I
1: appreciate with it, so. that. I do.
0: And thank you so much for coming. Man, thank awesome, you so much for yeah. even doing this with me, man. Take, I mean, you had a busy day. You had. Thank you for picking hey. me. Hey. And thank you. You got
1: all-stars on the lineup. I feel honored. I feel honored you you decided to ask me. I'm like, I, I mean, yeah, you got Tim Shaw, you know, all those guys. I'm like, damn, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, no joke, man. I mean, you got a busy-ass schedule and. I, I'm just so glad you came on, man. I'm very, and thank you for that. I mean, I, dude, I highly appreciate Absolutely. it. I really, I mean, I'm honored. Absolutely. Really, totally honored, man. And, Same. But, but Same. I'm telling you, man, oh. let me, what I'll do for you, I'll get your links in the description box. So, um, let's try to get the word out about, you know, the, the sanatorium, yeah. you know, in Madison. I'll definitely get the, you know, get the links down there for you and man i'll let's get everybody out there you know and again anytime you want to come back on dude absolutely dude let's, let's absolutely. do this again i had a blast yeah dude i'm not joking man. i will I man a, I, I, I i
1: actually promise you i will
0: hey for anytime real, buddy okay good well. deal
1: bud. hey you have a good rest of the night i will definitely be catching you soon
0: man all right man i appreciate that all right man Okay, well, let's have a good one. All right, you have a good night, man, and take care, buddy. Yep. Later. All right, see you, man.